FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. We would like to thank our 2022 FinTech Hunting Sponsors, Encelerate, Equifax, WFG Enterprise Solutions, CoreLogic, BeSmarty, Anomaly Squared, SourcePoint, Total Expert, and Next Level Advisors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have an amazing guest for you today. She is the queen of goofiness. She's the bodacious brand strategist. She's a marketing manager, the host of the Women That Shred. She's the creator of Rock the Boat, and I could go on and on, and she's also a dear friend. Please help me welcome back to the show, Raquel Boris, Regional Branding and Marketing Manager at New American Funding. Raquel, welcome. Well, thank you. <laughs> Sorry to be laughing, but obviously we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> so we're rolling with it. Um, thank you for having me back. Uh, this is really cool because I get to see you face to face this time before it's been over the phone. <laughs> You were one of the first podcasters when we did just a traditional podcast, and now we've added video and we have the regular podcasting. But before we get into all of that, I want to share with everyone what a sheer pleasure it was to finally get to meet you in person in San Diego. We were at IMB. We've known each other for years. We've talked on the phone. We've been on podcasts. We've DM'd, but we had never had a chance to meet in person. So thank you. It was delightful meeting you in person. It was even better in person than online. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, it was, it was awesome because I literally just showed up to the hotel and I'm walking up the steps and you and Delilah were the first two people that I saw. So it was just like perfect timing and just, it, it was just crazy because I felt like I had known you for, I mean, I technically had known you for years, but that's what's so cool about the connection is that when you see each other in person, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's move it forward. <laughs> exactly. It's a long lost friend. You're talking about family, kids. Yeah everything. So let's talk about that. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about IMB key takeaways in a second, but talk about how being online and the presence that you've developed and the connections that you've made that when you engage, then when you actually do meet people in person, it takes on a whole different level of a relationship than just showing up at a conference and meeting someone for the first time. Yeah, it's definitely been been something that when I first started on a platform like LinkedIn, I didn't really understand how that was going to pan out. To be honest, I just thought, okay, this is a career platform. But then I started actually building relationships, just being someone that I love human connection. I love, you know, meeting people, networking. So that was natural for me. But I didn't realize how those relationships and those connections were essentially going to better my life personally and in business. And now I see the 
value in it. So that's why I talk about it so much because I want others to be able to experience what I've experienced, to be able to utilize the, the platform and utilize social media in a way that does help you, you know, and, and better yourself, right? It's not just what we call social media where you're just going down a rabbit hole and you're just consuming content. It's like, no, it's a way to connect with people on a different level And so for me, it's literally changed my life. Like the trajectory of my life has changed because of the relationships that I've built on LinkedIn. Well, and I love how you talk about connections. And when I think back, first time I had a chance to really interact with you or meet you online was when you took the 30-day video challenge. And and I'll I'll be so honest, by the time those 30 days were done, I really felt like I knew you, though, because I, you were very human. You were very authentic. You were very genuine. And I think that's some of the power of whether we're using video, whether we're interacting online, if done right and done with an authentic way, we add value to one another. And it, it, So thank you for doing that because I, I yeah. use that as an example when I teach a lot of classes about that because you did such a wonderful job with that. Wow. Well, I appreciate that because, um, you know, initially the reason why I even shared with anybody on the platform that I was doing that 30 day, new alcohol, yoga, clean eating was because I needed to be held accountable. Like I know myself and I'm the type of person where if I don't tell anybody something, I'm like, Oh, well, no one's going to know. So I'll just go ahead and, you know, like not do it. Right. So for me, it was more like a selfish thing of like, I need to put it out there because if I put it out there and people know I'm competitive competitive enough to know that like, I can't let other people down. Like it wasn't really about myself anymore. It was about everybody else. And I didn't plan on doing 30 days of videos. I just happened to do the first day. And then I was like, oh, well, the second day there was a lesson in this. And then the third day, I'm like, there's another lesson. So I felt like, you know what? I'm learning so much about like not drinking alcohol for 30 days that I felt like it was really important to share my journey. And then people literally were like chomping at the bits waiting to like the next day. Cause they knew if there was another video, then they knew that I was like, I was still doing it. <laughs> that was, it was so cool. <laughs> well, and, and I love, cause by doing that though, people got a chance to get to know who you are yeah. and then you've, just exploded from being a speaker and hosting a show, multiple shows and helping out kids. Let's talk a little bit about some of the key takeaways from IMB. And then I want to dive into the platforms and video because you have a wealth of knowledge that I want to share with everyone. Any key takeaways from IMB? Um, honestly, the relationships, once again, especially right now, being that, you know, those of us that are left in the industry, it's really important that we're there for each other. We're supporting one another and we're helping those that are not in it right now, unfortunately, you know. So for I just felt like it was just really important to to solidify relationships like you and myself. Like I knew that I had never met you and you were going to be in my backyard. And I knew there were others that were coming in that I hadn't met face to face either. And for me, it was really important that I saw you guys, that I was able to just give you guys hugs and just face to face. Because once again, that in itself, those relationships, you know, those um, connections that you have are invaluable. So for me, like that was my biggest takeaway is just knowing how many of us like 
really still want to support one another and we really want to move this industry forward. We really do. Like everybody wants to help each other. And I didn't feel any kind of competition, any kind of like none of that. It was just really like very kumbaya, at least for me. (laughs) I agree. Experiences. (laughs) But I think for those of us that are podcasting and putting out content and videos, we're in the corner rooting for all the other people. We have really an abundance mindset that the more the merrier, the more people that engage with videos, the more content better off we're all going to be and the more value we can add to the industry. So I, I couldn't agree with you more on that front. And I think with everything going on in the industry, those relationships and taking the time and our, our conversations could be a, at a much deeper level. We could talk about our kids and college's experiences and what was going on and in family members that in a typical conference, if you're just meeting someone for the first time, you don't have those same discussions. I'll tell you this. I met someone for the very first time. He and I had been connected on on LinkedIn. I don't know if he wants to be called out or not, so I won't mention his name, but um, CEO of a company and he had been following me and I saw him sitting there and we ended up sitting together. Turns out that his daughter and I had a lot in common. His daughter is much younger than me, but I asked to connect with his daughter. He connect me, connected me with her. She and I had a Zoom call. She and I like already are trying to like collaborate when it comes to um, things going on, you know, just like in other countries. And so she and I had this connection and like, so I was able to already <laughs> like <laughs> expand my network beyond just even the industry. Like I got to expand it with his 24 year old daughter who's <laughs> doing things, you know, overseas. So like for me, I, I just go all in. <laughs> well, I love it. So let's talk about, One of the things that you've done exceptionally well is putting yourself out there. And I hear a lot of times with executives, different people in the industry, well, I don't know if video is for me. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Talk to me about what are some of the things that you think are impediments or hold people back from just starting to do video or start doing the more engagement and what tips can you share? I mean, I hear the same thing from so many people and it's, you know, what are people going to think? I don't know. I don't like what I look like. I sound weird. Um, I don't know what to say, you know, all, all these things where it's inevitable. And I feel like everybody goes through that. Even people like myself, where I feel like I kind of can be a natural in front of the, the, the uh, camera, you know, like for me, it doesn't bother me, but I did have those conversations in my head in the beginning, for sure. I mean, when I had someone tell me to do a video for, at the time it was for NAREP or something, I was on the local chapter and I was horrified when she told me to do a video for LinkedIn. I mean, I did not look very natural. I mean, I was just super stiff. Even my ex-husband and my kids make fun of me with that video because they're like, mom, you look so awkward. But it's because I even myself didn't know how I came across the camera, right? It's like, Now that I've done so much on camera, like I know exactly what looks good, what doesn't, like I understand kind of my personality better, like my mannerisms, just my facial expressions, (laughs) like you kind of, you get to know yourself in a totally different way, which I think is kind of neat too. So it's just, I, I say just start. I mean, we all say it, right? Just start. Like there's a reason why we all say the same thing. <laughs> you know, like none of us really say anything different. We all say it the same. It's just whether or not it resonates with a particular person or not. That's why I love that you have people like myself, like you, Delilah, so many other people in the industry that are doing the same thing, but we're doing it 
we're we're saying like we're saying the same thing, but it's going to resonate and connect with different people. So the more people it resonates and connects with, the better, right? So like that's what's so cool is that we all are open to collaborating, uh, supporting one another because we're trying to help others, right? Like that's it's just, it's servitude at, at, at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more, and I think. The more we can give back, and, and part of it is you just have to put yourself out there. And once you get to the point where you stop worrying about what people think, and I think one of the best ideas or suggestions I received was from Molly Dowdy at Next when she said, Michael, when you start putting yourself out there, you're going to attract like-minded people. Yeah. And the people that don't like you, maybe they're going to make a comment or two, but they're just going to go away. They're going to stop following you. They're not going to watch your stuff. So just go do you. And, and that is so true. And I, I love how you talk about, we all have different personalities. We bring different, I have a different introduction. You have different introductions to your show, how people wind down their show. But that's part of what is the fun part of it of let's keep putting great content out there, add value to people and everyone can get their story told. Yeah. Cause everyone has a story. Everybody does. You know, some people are like, Oh, who wants to hear my story? You'd be surprised how many people want to hear your story. And want Absolutely. to be able to relate to you want to feel like they're not the only ones and that they're not alone. It's 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 incredible how many things that I've done in the past and shared, not realizing like how I was affecting other people positively or how I was making them feel better about this situation because they realize, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. And when you start realizing that you are helping others, it actually becomes addictive. Like you want to help even more people, you know, like I'm obsessed on Instagram with following um, Joey darts and this other motivator guy where they basically just ask someone to do something kind. like the first person that's kind to them or gives them a dollar when they don't need a dollar, they give yep. them a thousand dollars, but it's addicting, right? Like for me, it is. I'm like, I love seeing <laughs> these people make other people happy and do good things and help others. And so I feel like it's the same for a lot of us that when we start realizing how we're doing like good by putting ourselves out there, then it just like changes the game, I believe. I think you're dead on with that. And let's talk then, because you've talked multiple platforms now, right? Yeah. So how does someone decide what platform should they use? You know, I think one of the advice that I've heard that I think can be a little intimidating for people is you should be on as many platforms as possible. I don't think you can start no. on all platforms. So talk to me kind of how did you pick? I know you started LinkedIn, kind of the gram is a little bit more of your thing now, but yeah. you still do a ton of great stuff on LinkedIn. Tell me kind of how you pick the platform starting off and what are your tips for people do they pick multiple platforms? Do they start on one and then kind of grow their following? Give me some tips. So for me, it was pretty simple because I wasn't on Facebook. I had gone off of it. I'd been off of it for years. I um, I was just not a Facebook fan. Like I'd gotten divorced and the last thing I wanted was people to get in my business. So I got off of Facebook <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> miss so I was like, okay, so that was, that was off the table. And then Instagram started, but Instagram was solely pictures. And the reason why I had an Instagram was because of my kids. It was the only reason why I had an account because I was like, oh, well, there's this Instagram thing that my kids are on and I need, as a parent, I need to know what they're on. So I was on Instagram and then I started getting these emails about like, so-and-so wants you to join their LinkedIn network. And I'm like, what's this LinkedIn thing? And I had at the same time started building a career for myself. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm trying to build a career. I'm trying to connect with like the corporate world. So why don't I try this LinkedIn thing? And so that's how it happened. 
so it was essentially the only platform that I was using at the time. There was still no TikTok or anything. And um, I just started studying it. And when I say studying it, I literally would just scroll through and I would see what people would post and what people would comment and what people liked. And I just kind of intuitively figured LinkedIn out at the time. But now it's definitely evolved and changed over time. And so his like Instagram. So for me, I've all my eggs were in one basket with LinkedIn. And then with Instagram, I realized that Instagram was actually um, kind of feeding a side of me that LinkedIn wasn't feeding. And that was the creativity side. Okay. I am an artist. I am. I like to dance. I like to really, I like to create videos. I'm a very visual person. And I felt that I couldn't utilize that part of my brain or my creativity on LinkedIn. So then I started doubling down on Instagram because of that, because it was a good outlet for me with with that. And I like how you started. It's an evolution, right? People shouldn't, if they're just getting in and just starting to do videos, you can't be on every platform. It's overwhelming. If you're overwhelmed and you're not being consistent, guess what? You're going to stop doing it. I mean. (laughs) Consistency is the key. And I started... Early on on Twitter. Oh, see, I, I grew up on Twitter. That was an. I grew a big following on Twitter. Okay. But I had almost zero engagement. I wow. wasn't doing anything to engage. It was really more of just my competitive spirit of I'll add followers and they'll add me. And we start growing in but LinkedIn. See, you, like you got caught up in the whole following followers thing, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I admit it. I, I did. Yeah. And the good news is with that experience, I learned when I started to get involved with LinkedIn, that engagement Mm -hmm. and relationships and being genuine was so much more important than how many followers I had. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I don't, that's why even though I'm, I'm on TikTok and I have an account, I will tell you this, I, I just don't even go over there anymore because there's no engagement. And if it's engagement, unfortunately, it's like bad, nasty engagement. It's like the most random people will start like judging you and commenting in certain ways where I'm like, these people don't know me. Like LinkedIn, when I post something, I trust that everyone understands my humor and they're going to get it. And they do. That's the beauty of it, Michael, is that I tell people when you get on a platform like LinkedIn, have respect for the platform. And when I mean have respect, I mean that don't just hop on there and just start like, you know, acting like everybody knows who you are and just putting everything out there. Like have respect in the sense of like, when you're naturally trying to get to know someone, you're not telling them everything right away. Like you're giving a little bit, bits and pieces of yourself. You're seeing who connects with that, those, you know, bits and pieces, um, you know, how are they responding to it? And like, it really is a process because I treat the platform like, yeah, like an actual person. So I'm like, if I'm putting this out there, like if I was sitting across from this person, like what would they say? What would they think? And now I've been what people call a little bit fearless and bold. It's funny how many people are like, you're so gutsy. I'm like, it's not that I'm gutsy. It's that I trust my community because they have seen the evolution of myself on that platform. So when I do put something out there that some people that don't really know me might think, wow, that's like pretty bold and gutsy for her to put out there. I'm like, no, it isn't. If you've been following me this entire time, you know that that's just like me <laughs> and people accept it. And, and that's, that's, it's, but it's because I've had that mutual respect 
you know, when well, people- you make such a good point about understanding and respecting the platforms, right? Yeah. Each platform kind of has its own nuance, kind of has its own set of expectations. Let me switch gears a little okay. bit because I think it's important. You and I could talk for hours and we've only I got know. a few more minutes. But I want to talk about mentorship because I think it's something that's near and dear to your heart and it's been near and dear to my heart for years. Tell me a little bit about why you mentor and why you've really found a great niche of mentoring with kids and bringing them along. Share with the my audience a little bit about some of the things that you do because I, I love all of the stuff that you're doing to give back. You know what? I have always loved kids. I've always just been really good with kids. I'm a kid myself. So I feel like I connect on that level because I'm just, I had that inner child always comes out. So when I talk to kids, especially teens, it's like that inner child is connecting with them. And um, it's just, I've always been really good at it. And I've always like genuinely loved it. Like, and so for me, when I created Rock the Boat, it was about, you know, just giving a platform to these young kids. I'm like, I have a platform. So why not help the younger generations have a platform as well? And so, and I just loved it so much that it's like, I keep having to feed that too. So now I'm a mentor for a kid in Israel, high school student. I help every Monday with his English. So we go ahead and have conversations Um, just within the industry. I love also being a mentor to the young women coming into this industry. If anything, I picked up a new mentee at IMB. That was another good takeaway. Allie with Active Comply. She's 24. She was, she, I gave her all this advice and I'm so excited because she, she's running with it. She already did two videos on LinkedIn. She's going to try and um, give insight to Gen Z and what they're thinking when it comes to homeownership. And so for me, like, being able to give that to her and being able to help her. Like, I absolutely love it. Like, I just think it's so wonderful for adults to be able to give a hand out to these kids and, you know, help them. Like, I mean, I think we assume that they're so smart and they know everything because of social media and the internet, but they still need that connection. Just like we need that connection. They need the connection as well. And believe it or not, they need that connection with, you know, adults too. Like we're not as lame (laughs) as we might think we are. Like they actually, a lot of them look up to us and think that we're really cool. And they really, they were inspirational to them. I mean, I like to believe at age 47, I'll be 48, that I'm inspirational to these younger women of like, Hey, I'm not giving up. Like I'm not slowing down. If anything, I'm picking up the pace like, you know, I'm, I'm, I have so much to look forward to. There's so much I still want to do in my life. And I hope that that inspires these young kids to under, to know too, that they don't have to have it all figured out because I'm still figuring it out. Like so many of us are. So I think that's really important too, because these younger generations, they have this idea that they have to have it all figured out. They have to be millionaires by 25. They have to live these like, you know, grandiose, like, you know, fancy lives. And it's like, no, that's not the case. I feel like it's our responsibility to, to be vulnerable and transparent and be like, Hey, no, we're still struggling too. And we're still trying to figure things out. And we'll probably always have to figure things out until we, you know, go to our grave. I don't think I'll ever have it figured out. <laughs> you no, know? I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I look at one of the most important traits is being a lifelong learner, right? We've yeah. got to continue to learn. And I, I love how you talk about giving back this next generation in the mortgage business. How can we give back to these up and comers? How do we share tips, tricks, 
you know, learned experience is a lot better than just making all the mistakes yourself. And if we can share, hey, I tried this, or here's where some executives get really intimidated when you take off on social media, and here's how you have to deal with it. There's so many things that we've experienced that if we can give back and help other people, I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. Now, like I mentioned earlier, you and I could talk for hours. You are welcome back on the show anytime. It was so nice finally meeting you in person in San Diego. If people want to get a hold of you, if they want to talk to you, if they want to talk mentorship shows, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, they can, you can email me. My email's on LinkedIn too. It's R-O-C-K-U-H-T at Gmail. And awesome. um, I'm really, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at getting back to people. Unless you spam me. If you spam me, like I just <laughs> ignore you. But if it's like a genuine you know, message, like I'm pretty good about reaching out pretty quickly. So outstanding. Raquel, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Thanks. Are you looking to close more loans in 2021? Experience Accelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform featuring lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and so much more. Incelerate, helping lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. Schedule your personal demo today at Incelerate.com. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head-on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. What does instant mean to you when it comes to income and employment verification? With the demand for loans increasingly being met with a competitive edge, lenders should turn towards automation. A key way lenders can move digital is by leveraging instant income and the employment data from the work number, which helps them keep pace in an era where every day brings new challenges. To learn more, visit theworknumber.com. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow. Tired of logging into different systems to check your loan pipeline? Ready to update your processes to meet today's digital borrowers? Now you can with BeSmarty's all-in-one mortgage technology solution. Save yourself time and money and wow your borrowers. Find out how at BeSmarty.com.